0: So uh, I want to bring in uh, General Boykin uh, from his home in Farmville, Virginia, I believe, right? That's correct. All right. Good to be with you. Thank you for being with us, General. Take it away. Well, I'm delighted to be with you, and uh, thank you very much, Chuck, for uh, letting me be one of your speakers this morning, and I look forward to to being with you again sometime. Guys, uh, good morning, and thanks to all of you for uh, being here. as I told Chuck yesterday, as we were talking, I have just uh, written a new book. It's called Man to Man. You can guess what it's about. Uh, it is a book for men. In fact, my publisher, uh, which I think, Chuck, you know, Gary Tereshita, uh actually called me and said, you know, you're going to get your butt kicked over this book because it's so countercultural that the left's going to come after you. And I said, well, good. I'm I'm glad to hear that. That's what I was hoping for. But the book will be on shelves on the 14th of April. And you uh, you you can probably need to order it online at Amazon if you want to. Uh, but the book it breaks down uh, what a man is supposed to be into five things that a man is supposed to be. And I want to talk about one of those things today. But let me tell you what those five things are. The man is a defender. He defends what he holds dear. A uh, man is a provider. He provides not only, you know, uh for the financial needs of the family but he provides direction for the family a man is a battle buddy every man needs a battle buddy no man is an island everybody needs a battle buddy and they need to be a battle buddy Uh, as iron sharpens iron so one man strengtheneth another a man is a teacher or an instructor and then finally a man is a chaplain And it's in the home, but it's also in in your circle of friends. It's in the workplace where you're ready in season and out of season. And I go through a lot of uh, personal stories uh, to include some war stories about uh, those five things. I want to talk to you today, though, about man as an instructor. And, you know, there is not a, a better example of a time when, when, uh, our families and our society needs a man to step up and be the instructor at such a time as this, a time when there's so much chaos and confusion. We need men, men that are willing to lead, men that know the word of God to step up and be the instructor in their family and in their society. Now is a a great time. You know, I want to go to the book of Deuteronomy, and I want to set the stage for this. Uh, Deuteronomy, you know, the if you look at Deuteronomy, it only covers about a 30-day period. Uh, the Israelites had, uh, had spent, you know, about 39 years wandering in the desert since they had left Kadesh Barnea after uh, Moses made a very foolish decision to Listen to a majority report instead of listening to the two warriors out of the 12 who said, yeah, boss, we can take it because God promised us that land. So Moses went with the majority report. They wandered around for another 39 years. They're now east of the Jordan River, right across from Jericho. They're getting ready. For you military guys, they're in the staging area. They're at that staging area. And they're getting ready to cross the line of departure. And that line of departure, the LD, where there's no turning back, was the Jordan River. And they were going to be in battle there. They were going to be uh, up against some fierce enemies there. But Moses stopped them there for about a 30-day period. Because Moses realized that the majority of these people that were going to cross that river were either very young or, or, or not alive at all. When the Red Sea parted uh, or when the, the cloud and the pillar of fire led them through the desert or when the manna and the quail fed them, where God was continually showing his love and his mercy to the Israelites as they roamed around in the desert. They're waiting for that generation of warriors that, that were afraid to cross into the promised land until they all died, and the only, really, the only three left that were of the warrior age was, was uh, Joshua, Caleb, and Moses himself, and, uh, and Moses was told he would not cross into the land, so he thought there was one thing, two things, really, that he had to do before he went to be with the fathers. One was to teach them history, because they were not there when all this history unfolded. He had to teach them history. Now, you look at it, except for the account of his death, uh, I think it, it, most people believe that uh, Moses wrote this whole book, and he wrote it over about a 30-day period, and he broke it down into teaching them history as well as teaching them the law. But, you know, the uh, some historians or some uh, people that have uh, advanced degrees in theology, and I'll also call this the book of the second law, the second law, or the book of remembrance. And the theme in it is remember, don't forget. So if you look in the book, Moses starts teaching them the history of what has happened to them. He takes them through um, what exactly they experienced, even though they may not have even been born at the time or uh, they were very young and wouldn't remember it. But he exhorts them that what I'm teaching you, he, he's saying, you now teach your family. And in chapter 4, where he, he, he uh, encourages them to be obedient to God, chapter 4 of Deuteronomy, if you do have your Bibles, and then in the ninth verse, he says, only take heed to yourself and diligently keep yourself, lest you forget the things your eyes have seen. And let's see. And uh, lest they depart from your heart all the days of your life. And listen to this. And teach them to your children and your grandchildren, especially concerning the day you stood before the Lord, your God, in Horeb. He's saying, teach, teach your children and your grandchildren about what it means to be obedient. Guys, are we teaching our children or are we doing what Chuck was talking about at the very beginning, dropping them off at Sunday school and relying on somebody else to teach them? We have to teach them about history. And my friends, it is not just about biblical history. you got to teach them about the history of this nation. You know that when over 60% of the young generation today are not proud to be Americans, we have a problem. And that is largely, largely because we have not taught history. A man, a man is supposed to be a teacher and instructor, and we need to teach American history to our children. And that's what Moses was saying to them, teach this to your children and grandchildren. And then when they get over to the verse uh, to chapter five, he, he says the same, similar thing again, Uh, in verse 31 of chapter 5, he says, but as for you, stand here by me, and I will speak to you all the commandments, the statutes, and the judgments, which you shall teach them, which you shall teach them, you catch that, that they may observe them in the land which I am giving them to possess, yeah, you're supposed to be a teacher, and then in In chapter six, starting in verse five, he says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down and when you rise up in other words constantly you are to be teaching you're to be teaching those around you in particular in your family and then finally when you get over to the 11th chapter of of deuteronomy and the 18th verse he repeats something that he said earlier as he's exhorting them to be teachers and instructors he says therefore you shall lay up these words of mine in your heart and in your soul and bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be frontlets between your your eyes you shall teach them teach again the word teach you shall teach them to your children speaking of them when you sit in your house when you walk by way And when you lie down and when you rise up, teach, teach, teach. We have to teach now. And what we're going through with this coronavirus is a wonderful time for men to step up and be teachers. There's so much that can occur right now in terms of learning. Those around us, those we influence, but especially our children. If you have children in the home. This is a wonderful time for us to go back to the word of God. You got to know the word of God, first of all, but go back and go back into numbers and read to them how the Israelites went through a plague, how the Israelites went through a plague similar to exactly what we're going through today. And many of them died. And what eventually brought about the breaking of that curse of the plague. Uh, and, And they were set free from this plague. Why don't you read that to them? Why don't you explain that to them? Why don't you get in the word with them to help them to see that the Israelites suffered many things themselves? Knowing the word of God is so critical. And the last thing that I would say to you is teach them to endure hardship. Now that may sound countercultural, but teach them to endure hardship because it is, it is through that hardship that they're toughened. And they're made ready, they're made battle ready, is through that hardship. And my son was a, went through the worst ranger school class in, in probably 40 years back in 1997. And they started with 222 people and they finished with 48 of the originals. And I, and I was talking to him one time about it. I said, son, man, how on earth did you make it? He said, dad, you know how I made it? And I said, yeah, you're tough. He said, no, you understand. He said, you remember all those days you used to get me up at five o'clock in the morning and put me in a tree, and, and a tree stand, and I'd sit up there all day shivering, wind blowing, or you'd put me in a duck blind, and I'd sit out there, it would be spitting snow and sleet, and I'd, yes, and I'm sorry, man, I'm sorry. About it. No, he said, Dad, you remember when you used to take me and my brother up on the Appalachian Trail, and you walk us for days? on that Appalachian Trail, carrying heavy load. I said, yeah, son, I'm sorry. He said, no, dad, you don't get it. He said, I made it because I knew I could, because i have been there before. I'd endured it before. We gotta teach our kids to endure, to endure hardship. We're going through a hardship right now. And those people that are so frustrated and so perplexed, and they're so depressed, and those that are thinking about suicide, many of them are the very people that have never endured hardship because somebody's come along and swept them up every time they got in trouble, every time they made a bad decision. I let one of my sons stay in jail one night. I wouldn't go get him because he was doing something he wasn't supposed to be doing. We cannot ignore how important enduring certain adversity is i'm not encouraging you to let them make bad choices but when they do let them understand that there is a lesson to be learned from it and right now what we're going through is a great time to be teaching them and teaching them from the word of god so the man is an instructor and i think this is a perfect time for us to play that role so let's pray uh dear lord We just thank you, God, that uh, we don't thank you, God, for this coronavirus, but we thank you, God, that you are still on the throne. And then even in the midst of this, God, you are still in control. Lord, we just ask that you would uh, give us